Good afternoon and welcome to Treasures of the Heart. This is Pastor Luann and I am ready to just jump right in. It's it's a new month. Can't believe that we're already in October. And you know, so my friends, I just want to just be sure to let you know, please do everything you can to be safe. It uh, looks like Ohio, uh, even Stark County, we're, we're going the wrong direction again. And there's a lot of folk, I mean, who are living their life without any safeguards. Sadly, though, that appears to be spreading the virus. I just, you know, listened to our governor who shared that, you know, at a wedding, um, two grandfathers contracted the virus from that that venue, and they both died. Now, I don't know, but my guess is, and, and you're like me in my heart, we don't want to be responsible because we are not uh, taking maybe this serious enough or we are not going to change our lifestyle and yet be responsible for giving you know a virus to someone else. Now, you know what? That can even be just the regular flu, right? I mean, if we're, if we're gonna be contagious with something, the least we could do would be to stay home if at all possible and, you know, be very careful. Um, it is sad to see, um, as a pastor, so many people who are just living their life, however, many are losing their life. And I don't know that that's a trade-off. I don't know if that's how God wants us to handle everything is just to do what we choose we want to do and whatever for the results is just what it is. I, I do believe that there are safeguards that we are called to take. And that's with anything in life, whether it's speeding, um, you know, whether it is taking drugs or drinking alcohol while driving. Those are all risks. Those are all things that we choose to do or not to do. And But the consequences can be that we are going to kill others, we're going to hurt others, we're going to just take their life when they did nothing wrong. And so I just, you know, I'm asking, think about what you're doing. And if you are taking those safe measures, and you are trying to keep other people safe, then I applaud you for that. I have dear friends who understand our situation. And as soon as they get around us, even my grandson, he's working in the garden with me will have his, his mask on. And what of a view of respect that I see in my own grandson who cares enough to do that so that he's not maybe bringing something from school and causing me to get sick. I deeply appreciate those who have that kind of respect for each other. So that is going to be my plug. I'm going to get down off that step stool now. And we're going to go into Revelation chapter 5. And we're going to be looking at this as we really, boy, get closer to when the tribulation is starting. Not yet. But next week, you're going to hear chapter 6. And that is the beginning of what John sees as the first of the seven years of tribulation. But let's not jump too far ahead. Let's look at chapter five. And this is the book with seven seals. Now, we're gonna go ahead and read through chapter five. And then I'll highlight things as we go along. And please remember that also on Sunday evenings at 6.45, 
I am also teaching on Revelation, and that is on Facebook as well as YouTube at Sunday evenings at 6.45. So not only do you hear me, but you'll get to see, you'll get to see some of the things that I add to, which I can't do while I'm on the radio. But I do thank you for tuning in. So let's go to chapter 5. And I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a book written inside and on the back, sealed up with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to break its seals? So as we're just looking at this, these first couple chapters, I do want you to see that um, in my in my Bible, the right hand is underlined. And so that's to stand out. Well, why does John pay so much attention in this vision that it there that it, it this book is in God's right hand? Because the right hand represents in the Bible power and authority. And so John is already saying and signifying there is a reason why I'm telling you it's in God's right hand, that God's holding the book. But it also, he says, with some specifics, it is written inside and on the back. Now, get the picture of our books today that you're looking at. This more likely is the scroll, right? And so it is written in the inside because you roll up a scroll, but also on the back. Now, there are some scholars who have said that this is so that no one can add to or take away. And the Bible tells us that we are not to add to anything here and we're not to take away anything. So uh, that could be maybe the reason why he's saying that, but it it's full. And so we know there's seven seals and that seven, what does it stand for? right? Completion and perfection. And so he said he heard a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice. Now we're here with God on the throne. In the right hand is the book. And the angel is crying out, proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to break its seals. Now, if we go to look at verses three, let's start there now and read on. And no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the book or to look into it. And so no one, there isn't anyone else on the planet above or beneath. No one can open the book. They're not worthy to even look inside of it. And so John in verse four, he says, I began to weep greatly because no one was found worthy to open the book or to look into it. Now, why is John weeping so much? Well, if no one can open the scroll that talks about the end times, then that means Jesus doesn't come back. That means our hope. Where did where are we going to place our hope if the Lamb's not going to come back? And these things have to take place before Jesus comes back. So John is weeping, thinking we can't stop here. Because there has to be the hope of Christ coming again. So he, he just can't fathom this is the end of the story if no one could open the book, right? So then we get to verse 5, and it says, And one of the elders said to me, Stop weeping. 
Behold, the lion that is from the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has overcome so as to open the book and its seven seals. Now, this is huge as well, right? Because they, um, the elder, one of the elders is telling him, don't weep anymore, John. Listen, the lion from the tribe of Judah. Now, the tribe of Judah, remember, was the tribe that anytime there was a battle, anytime there was a war, they would say, send Judah first. And Judah would go first, but it was it was with loud trumpets and there was so much noise that would come and the praise and the worship of God that oftentimes there were so many, it would just confound the enemy. God would use it to confuse and confound the enemy. But so here we've got the lion of the tribe of Judah who is going to be coming forth because we know that there's going to be another battle, Armageddon, that's going to be coming, right? In the book of Revelation. And so here comes the lion from the tribe of Judah and God's going to send him, right? So here we also have the root of David because God had said to King David, you know, you will always have someone in your lineage who will sit on the throne. So of course, we know that that David is a part of Jesus Christ's earthly human lineage. So now Jesus is the one forever who will sit on the throne, who who's came um, humanly from David's ancestry. So that was a prophecy that came true. And remember the seven seals, that's another, that's another number seven for perfection and completion. So, and let's go to verse six. I saw between the throne with the four living creatures and the elders a lamb standing as if slain, having seven horns, which the horns mean power, and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, the Holy Spirit is right there with him, sent out into all the earth. And he came and he took it out of the right hand of him, speaking of God, who sat on the throne. So the Lamb comes, Jesus' only begotten Son, who was slain for the salvation of all. And he comes and he takes the scroll, the book, out of God's hand. The only one worthy to do this is Jesus Christ and he is able to not only open it, but look into it. All right, so here we get in verse 8. And when he had taken the book, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, having each one a harp, beautiful music with a harp, amen, and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. So here we have, when the Lamb comes forward, now it's just ushering in the worship of being in the presence of the Lamb, that one who is so worthy, so very worthy. And so here is where your worship begins. And it's with the music of the harp. And here are the prayers that are like incense, bowls that these elders, 24 elders, are holding of the saints. And it doesn't say what the prayers are, but it does say that it comes from those who believe in, in God and Christ and the Holy Spirit. It is the prayers of the saints. And so they bring them to worship God with, right? That's exciting. And it said they sang a new song. Well, of course it's a new song because the Lamb has come and, and it's, it's starting. This is going to be a new, a new part in the vision. And so they haven't had the opportunity to sing this before. No one had, had been able to come and take the book. So they sing a new song, saying, Worthy are thou to take the book, to break its seals. For you were slain, and didst purchase for God with thy blood men from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. 
And verse 10, thou hast made them to be a kingdom and a priest to our God. That's that's we who are still here, right? You know, the people don't think of a whole lot maybe today of Christians or those who believe in Jesus and they mock us and they persecute us and all these things. But the day is coming, my friend, when we will no longer be mocked. And those who mock us are going to be in great fear and trembling because we belong to the family of God. We belong to God, the Holy Spirit, and the Lamb. And so they are singing that on the earth we are being made a kingdom and priests to our God. And it said, as it goes on, they will reign upon the earth. So even we, you know, are going to get to reign here with Jesus Christ. Now that should excite you. That should make you want to jump up and shout and say, thank you, Jesus Christ, for what you did for me, and that you would find me worthy to reign with you on earth as we eradicate evil and all pain and everything from the earth. What a, what a privilege that is going to be. How humbling that he would choose those of us who believe. All right, so let's finish this before we get too late. I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and the living creatures and the elders and the number of them was myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing and every created thing which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and on the sea and all things in them. I heard saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and dominion forever and ever. And the four living creatures kept saying, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. That is the end of chapter 5. What an ending. I mean, do you see the crescendoing of all of these who are worshipping the Lord? It's like you've got the four creatures and the 24 elders and they started. And the next thing you know, you have all surrounding the throne, myriads upon myriads. That myriad, that word in the Greek means too many to be counted. And you could just picture in this huge Colosseum throne and all of these angels coming and they're all gathering all around everyone and they're joining in the song. And then John says it gets more. There's more worship. Every, isn't that amazing? Every created thing in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and on the sea, all things in them, they all joined in this final you know, you know when you get to a great concert and they come back and they do this final song and you're like so pumped and you're so excited that, you know, they're singing this amazing song and that it's the end. It's like all the fireworks going off and they're the best at the end. And here is all of nature joining with the heavenly host, joining with the elders, rejoicing that we who believe are going to be priests and kings to our God. And they close saying, to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and dominion forever and ever. I can't imagine hearing the whales, hearing the dolphins, hearing the birds in the sky, the trees, the ground resounding in unlimited praise. Well, I'll tell you what, my friends, that's what our loved ones in heaven are going to be seeing as well. All right. However, I have to stop next week. Chapter six. This is Pastor the Land with Treasures of the heart.